Hi, my Relatable listeners. It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. (laughs) Oh, boy. We have a lot to cover this week. But before we dive into that, I just want to say this. The Relatable community is growing. And I appreciate all of you that have been tuning in every single week to listen to me, to listen to me on the podcast, on Podbean, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else, everywhere else that you like to listen to your podcast. So I also wanted to take the time to give a big shout out to my listeners located in Denmark, the Netherlands, the UK, the US, and Canada. I really wanted to take a moment to say that I appreciate every single one of you and also the YouTube community and the Instagram community. I appreciate all of your DMs, your words of encouragement, your comments, your subscriptions. Um, I love our little community, you know, our close-knit community. And um, I want everyone to feel welcomed without any judgment to speak their mind i think it's important to coexist in a space where not every single person is going to have the same opinion and that's okay i'm just striving to keep the community safe you know um, and pleasant online even when we don't agree So I wanted to take a moment to say that, to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I appreciate all of you. Now, at this moment, before I dive into the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I just wanted to talk briefly about Vanderpump Rules. I'm not going to be too long on Pump Rules because, you know, I I mentioned before I watched the show and I've kind of had an episode where... I talked about the whole scandal that was going on. So, but um, I just wanted to bring this up because on last week's episode during her confessional, Katie Malone, she made a comment about Schwartz manhood, or I, I should say lack thereof. And um, I have to admit, guys, um, that that comment kind of bothered me a little bit. I have to be honest. And um, I wanted to have a conversation with my husband about that because I was like, I was trying to figure out, oh, I don't really like the fact that she said that. That, you know, if you recall, Katie said, you know, she's going on a date with a few friends and then she has a new guy that I'm assuming she's seeing. And then she made a little comment in her confessional saying that I won't have to complain about his junk not not working basically right so if you've watched the show for several seasons this has been alluded or said uh between katie and schwartz she said your stuff doesn't work your you know it doesn't work she said that they've had like a few arguments about that so anyways i wanted to pick up a, another man's brain and ask him you know what was his thoughts on that right so I asked my husband and I was trying to understand what the psychology behind the dig meant for a man, right? So, and I just want to say that's my husband's opinion. 
he does not represent all the men out there. <laughs> He's only speaking for himself. <laughs> so my husband said, you know what, babe? I'll tell you why this is bothersome. He said, it's because men don't like to be seen as weak or they don't like for their weaknesses to be exposed. So if a man has a small, a small package, for example, or if a man doesn't perform or if a man doesn't satisfy his woman, his partner, um, a part of him is already insecure about it. So he said, combine that with being on television and have your woman say it to the world, by the way, your junk doesn't work. By the way, you're not doing the job. By the way, you don't satisfy me. By the way, you don't have any uh, desire, libido, or appetite. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff, right? So my husband says that there is absolutely no way the relationship is ever going to be the same after something like that. Like... Um, he says that it's always going to be at the back of a man's mind and make him insecure about it. So I'm just going to say, Katie, you gave Tom a solid 12 years of your life. You guys were married. You were on the show. You had great moments. Obviously, it didn't work for whatever reasons. It's not all of his fault. You know, I'm sure you you played a part in it too. And it's always unfortunate when people that are married or people that have been together for a long time, um, when relationships don't work. It's always a, a sad moment in time. But I'm happy that Katie is getting out there. Uh, she appears to get, you know, to um, getting her groove back. <laughs> so there's really no need to continue to emasculate um, Schwartz. The best revenge at this point that you could do is move on and just be happy. So I just thought I would say this because I find that there's a, there's a lot of that on the shows. Like not just on Vanderpump Rules, but I remember even on Atlanta at some point, you know, a certain Walter, um, just because he was not like showing that he was into Kenya at some point in time, there was like a little rumor about him not being into women. And then, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that women do that. Because for example, if we're just talking about Katie, for example, there was a point in time that she was in Vanderpump rules and I think she had gained a little bit of weight uh, she still looked good in my opinion you know she like you know she, women it happens right like sometimes you go through like stresses in your life and then you know hormones changes and I don't know she just basically had gained a little bit of weight and she was feeling insecure on the show and I think at some point in time um it was James Kennedy. It was a long time ago, and he kind of made a little comment to make her feel insecure in front of everybody about her weight. So what I'm saying is, if we're not going to accept as women to be fat shame, you know, people talk about that often on these shows, fat shaming, saying like, you know, your, your breasts are not good enough, or your ass is not good enough, or 
you can skip a sandwich <laughs> although that one was funny that was nini who said this but um i'm just saying like if we're not gonna accept that as women we shouldn't just go there with the men as well right it's like for some reason it's always after the breakup something about the package doesn't work but it was working for 12 years and you stayed with it so i don't know not necessary not nice we can do better and not be bitter now about new jersey <laughs> do you feel like things have gotten a little dark on the real housewives of new jersey some of you have sent me messages and comments and dms and basically saying the, the, the exact same thing which is we feel as fans of the show that we are not being fed the real story of whatever's going on uh, it seems like there is way more off camera or behind the scenes drama than what we are being fed on our tv screens every tuesday so um i would have to say that i agree i would have to agree with that i would have to agree with my with the viewers and the listeners when it comes to this um new jersey has taken a very very dark turn and by dark i don't mean um by definition of crystal minkoff dark but the real definition of dark <laughs> so i really don't know what is going on um in jersey if you are listening to you know different medias or different channels depending on who is releasing the information we're getting a lot of conflicting information as to what had transpired during the reunion so uh, if you just go back to some of my previous episode episodes i do mention something about um you know little frankie and having questions has to you know how did his relationship or work relationship with louis ended up and uh, there was uh, some rumors out there there were some rumors out there that um little frankie was working with louis was making a lot of money then something happened i guess with the building that louis was um renting for him and then he didn't end up paying the rent and little frankie jr got uh kicked out of there and then was trying to get a hold of louis for months and like unsuccessfully so apparently they're going to be talking about this at the reunion um i'm not sure if we're going to get resolution there when it comes to this from what um from what i've heard is that basically frank is a frank senior is gonna kind of like confront louis about that and um dolores is gonna basically call frank senior a liar um and say that little frankie had a great experience there and got a lot of experience and that now he's moving on up and i think he's like employed with a different company in the same industry so overall it was great experience and we should just leave it at that i just really wonder because you know historically dolores and frank usually seems to uh, see eye to eye when it comes to their children so i find it very interesting that now that um 
Louis Ruhela's uh, may be involved in that whole ordeal that now Dolores is feeling like she has to say that nothing happened when Frank on the other end is saying that something happened. So I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get the truth. Um, there's a lot of people that have come out and said that, um, you know, the, inf the information that we're getting is conflicted and there's a lot of theories out there as to why Dolores is doing what she's doing. Some people say that it might be because, you know, she doesn't necessarily want her son to be involved in the mess that is the real housewives, right? right? And that would make sense, obviously, as a mom. You don't want to um, ruin the chances for your son to move on up in life or to get another job uh, if his name is somewhat tied up to some you know, muck, right? <laughs> that could be a reason. And there's other people that are alleging that the reason why Dolores is basically going against her ex-husband is because um, of the pool or what other cast members may have on her at this point. So I don't know. I don't really know what to believe, but I will say this. A lot of people have come to me um, I'm not going to say who, but a lot of people have come to me even before the reunion and said that this story, although I have to say here, allegedly, um, that this story was true between Louis and little Frankie and that what Dolores is going to say at the reunion is basically not the truth, that the real truth is what Frank Catania is saying. So. You just get to decide for yourself. I'm not going to make that um, decision for you. I'm just letting you know what I've heard without giving too much away, right? So anyways, we, we'll have to see how this transpires at the reunion and if it even makes the edit. I really hope it does, but it really feels like over the past few years, there hasn't been a lot of resolution when it comes to the reunion. Like you think that, okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. This, this is how it's going to go. But um, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. I still very much enjoy the show, but at the same time, I'm starting to not enjoy it as much. That particular franchise, I never thought that I would ever say that I do not enjoy The Real Housewives of New Jersey as much, but I think the day has finally come for me to say this because I feel like, do you get the feeling that there's a lot of blackmailing going on in that particular franchise? There's a lot of dirty stuff that seems to be happening behind the scenes and whatever we're fed on TV is one thing. And whatever is fed behind the scenes is another thing. And then depending if, if you're like on Team Teresa, you get certain information. If you're on Team Melissa, you get certain information. If you're on Team Dolores, you know what I mean? And it, for my part, um, I've said it many times, I'm not part of any teams. Yeah, that's why I find it very funny when people say that I'm being paid by one camp or the other. I do not receive payments from any of the housewives. Um, and I would encourage people to actually go on my pod bean. There's a, approximately, what, 23 episodes at this point. And uh, maybe listen to every single one of them. And uh, 
make your own assumption as to who um, is my favorite housewife. And I've said it so many times. I've said that in New Jersey, I've always been a fan of Teresa. But just because I am a fan of Teresa, I, I it doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with every single one of her actions. Okay. So if that makes me a person that goes against Teresa, I don't think that's fair. I just, I do not judge her as a person. I just judge what I see on TV, right? And if I agree with it, I agree with it. If I don't, I don't. There has been lots of times that, that I you know, felt for her and explained in great detail um, why I, th I thought Teresa was right. But, you know, this season, I feel like there's a lot of things that what we what we see on camera anyways is not necessarily something that I always condone. Although I may understand some of it, I don't understand all of it. And that's what I talk about. Like, you know, it's not that deep, not that serious. Um, it's just a show, a reality show. <laughs> it's meant to be in good fun. You know, we're talking about people that coffee talk and, you know, say words like, conversating and not knowing how to spell arsenal like we're not trying to cure anything here it's just really like meant to be light although it has gone very dark over the past few episodes so i don't know if you guys had have listened to um well Laura Lee, Laura Lee Jensen who is not on the show who is um Margaret's ex-friend she finally did that interview and uh boy <laughs> boy 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 i would say that um the first part of the interview like whatever was released on uh, youtube i've seen um and then i was just like oh my gosh i want to hear more i want to hear more and then you know i guess they had their little event um the day before the reunion so then we had to wake another week to find out what the tea on dolores could be at that point only to be said that no one is going to say anything because you know they like dolores and like you know they don't want to hurt her reputation basically they said that dolores is a woman of a certain reputation uh, they don't really want to talk about it. They don't necessarily think that it's a big deal, whatever Margaret may have on Dolores. But because of the way she carries herself in society and her reputation, that they don't want to go there and hurt her. Which is fair because, you know, on the podcast, uh, Kim D says it like, a few times that Dolores and her are very close and that she loves Dolores and she doesn't want to you know bring any type of smoke onto her name which makes sense uh, Kim D is being a very good friend so you know it's nice to have friends like that the only thing that I'm gonna say and it's not a criticism to any of them uh, particularly everyone is allowed to do whatever they want but I just almost wish that um, Laura Lee would have not said that she had any tea on Dolores uh, thanks to Margaret Josephs you know I find that 
I find that these types of accusations or statements are actually more, they end up being a little bit more damaging to the person than if you actually come out straight up and say what it is. Um, because if you leave it to the human brain to try to come up with, oh, what could it p potentially be, right? <laughs> it tends to be a little bit worse in your head sometimes, right? So it's almost like, do you remember, like, I don't know if you guys watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm assuming that some of you do, but do you remember when Crystal is talking about Sutton and said, oh, Sutton said something very, very dark, right? Well, you know, it turns out that whatever she said was not dark at all. And then when she didn't necessarily get the reaction uh, or the support from the other housewives, uh, then she just kept on saying, well, it wasn't just that there was more. But what was it? What was it? And she just never said, right? So at this point, it makes you wonder, do you have something? Are you just bluffing? Or what could it be, right? And it just kind of discredit you a little bit. And I'm not saying that it discredits um, Laura Lee, because um, I do believe that based on what she says, I, I believe that she seems to be credible. That's just my own opinion. Some people may, may not find her credible. Other people may find her credible. I just happen to think that, you know, a lot of the things that she says about Margaret seems to check, right? Um, Margaret has a, has a certain personality on the show. Um, she knows a lot about a lot. Um, it's funny that it's only the season where people have been saying, oh, Margaret has an arsenal on people. Whereas to like for me, it seemed like it has been the case since the beginning, like the beginning, like as soon as she joined the show, it seemed like Margaret was kind of just calculating already. Right. And if you just look at her track record, uh, she was friends with Danielle, good friends, fast friends. And then. It didn't seem to bother her at all what Danielle did in her past. And then the second season, she came for Danielle, called her some horrible names, um, just kind of met with her ex-husband or her husband at the time, trying to convince him to leave her and that kind of stuff, and just being very involved in the relationship. And the same thing with Siggy. Some people will say, well, who cares about Siggy at this point? You know, she's not on the show anymore and whatever she's up to uh, and whoever she's supporting, like we don't really care about her. You know, I don't really, f I, I tend to think that that shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, um, it's a free country. Siggy, she can support whoever she wants to support and you don't have to agree with her. Um, but she, we, we don't need to put her down for who she decides to support uh, politically. So at the end of the day, I just wanted to make that little sidebar. But um, yeah, the way she treated Siggy, you know, Siggy brought her into the group. And then in like 2.5 seconds flat, Margaret just turned on her, had this beautiful memorial for Teresa, and then invite Siggy, then called her soggy, which is not that bad of an insult, but it wasn't very sensitive considering that Siggy was the one who brought her into the group. And then later on, um, I think it was this year, there was like an interview. I'm not sure where it was or if it was, I think it may have been on Watch What Happens Live, but 
Margaret basically said that Siggy was a stain on the Real Housewives of New Jersey franchise. Uh, I think she was kind of referencing the fact that she is, um, you know, support. Like I'm not going to say any names here because of the algorithm, but I'm. <laughs> you can you, you. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who Siggy decides to support. Um, and I just wanted to to give you guys a little bit of a fun fact when it comes to this, um, because Watch What Happens Live has been on air for quite some time, and um, if someone has that clip, because it seems like sometimes things seem to uh, disappear on YouTube, but anyways, I remember I was watching the show live, it was several years ago, and um, it was when, okay the Real Housewives of Orange County was still on. And um, when was that? Vicky was still on at that time for sure. And um, Andy, you know, like how Andy likes to run little polls on his show and, you know, ask his viewers questions and things like that. And I remember Andy, he basically uh, did a poll on Watch What Happens Live because he was trying to figure out where his audience came from. He wanted to see who was watching Bravo, who was mostly watching The Real Housewives. Didn't matter if it was Orange County, New York, New Jersey, he wanted to know where the viewers came from. So Andy ran a little poll on Watch What Happens Live, and to his surprise, um, because at that point the show was always live and not pre-recorded, um, which sometimes it is, but um, the poll came in and um, it turned out that Andy's fan base for Watch What Happens Live or Bravo or The Real Housewives were mostly uh, Republican women. <laughs> so I just thought that that was a very, like that was a fun fact because I remember Andy's reaction while on air. And he seemed completely shocked. Like, I think he was expecting for the demographic to be a little bit more liberal, but it came out like by a landslide that it was mostly Republican women tuning in into the show. So I have to say, I don't know if this played a part, but I find that after this little poll, things started changing on um on in bravo right um they, they started talking a little bit more about you know social issues and political stuff like they covered the whole like presidential thing in new york with carol and then ramona kind of got attacked for who she was kind of like supporting at that point and things like that you know so i don't know you know for me this is not why I tune into the show. That's my, my personal opinion, guys. I have to be honest. Um, if I want to talk about social issues all the time, I just have to turn on the TV and watch the news, which I choose not to do uh, most of the time because, you know, anyways, I have my personal opinion when it comes to that. But um, <laughs> what I'm going to say is that you know, we tune into this show for entertainment reasons. So I don't really want to hear about, you know, at some point in time before Jersey got released this year, um, there was some speculations that, oh, they're like Margaret and Jennifer are going to get into it um, when it comes to Roe, um, you know, the whole um, 
what what is it roe versus wade or something like that and i was just like oh my gosh i really don't want to hear this on housewife especially like on a show like this because you know there's editing there's productions there's like there's characters and it's nothing's gonna come out of this where people are gonna feel like oh my gosh like jennifer said something that makes sense because you know she's always gonna look like she's wrong because she has a little bit more of a like her character anyway she's a little bit more conservative than mark than a margaret for example so i was just thinking this is not going to go well and then people are going to come at her and think that she has these horrible views and you know so i was just like kind of thinking i hope they really don't talk about that because you know we can talk about it outside of housewives that's not why we tune in we want the drama so give us the drama <laughs> So speaking on, on that, um, when it comes to Dolores, okay, yes, when it comes to Dolores and uh, what has been alleged that Margaret may have had on Dolores, I clearly do not know what it is. Um, I do not speak to any of the housewives, so I have no idea, nor would I try to contact them to try to find out what it is. Um, you know, there might be other people that I talk to from time to time that may tell me some stuff. Um, and I choose to keep what they tell me to keep confidential and whatever I can share with you guys, I will. But just to go back to why I think that this is actually doing Dolores a disservice rather than a favor is because, you know, it leaves it up to our own interpretation of what it could be. And, um, you know, it could be something as silly as, I don't know, she shoplifted, right? And obviously, I'm not saying that that ever happened. I'm just giving you an example to something really dark, right? So I don't know what it is. And since Dolores has been on the show, to be honest, there hasn't been much on her. Nobody has said anything about Dolores on the show. Like, she's pretty much a fan favorite, um, she kind of plays Switzerland. I think the worst insult that somebody said about Dolores at some point was, um, you know, Dolores is an ass kisser. Like I think Jackie called her an ass kisser. M Melissa kind of said or not her nodded her head at the reunion saying, yeah, it's true. Like you're kind of like a yes man or yes woman to Teresa. So, you know, I'm sure it's not the nicest thing to say, but it's not the worst either. So if you can just kind of like um, live on Housewives for, for, for that many seasons um, without people having, you know, s saying anything wrong about you, I think it's a success. So there hasn't been much that has been said about our good friend <laughs> Dolores. I know some of you really really love Dolores. I don't particular I don't particularly like her or dislike her. I think she's very neutral. Uh, I think Dolores is actually very very smart because I don't know how a woman can stay on a show for this long without really showing too much of her life, right? So um, basically she's been on the show just showing her, you know, like a non-traditional way of living with your ex-husband and her kids are older and now she has uh poly that seems to be good to her and i'm just saying like there's not a lot of dysfunction when it comes to dolores but i will say this and i'm only going to say this because that's the only thing that i've heard 
someone say on the show about Dolores. And please, guys, just understand, you can go back to the episode. I've talked about it quite extensively before uh, in my previous episodes, but you can actually go back to the show and see what I'm talking about. So because it was say on, said on the show, I'm going to talk about it. But the only thing that I'm thinking about is um, Margaret made a little joke. Um, that was season, was it season 12? It wasn't this season. It was the last season, I believe. So it was at the keg party. I talked about this quite extensively. And I've said before that I do not feel like um, when Margaret made that joke, I don't think it was a joke. I think Margaret was testing the waters. People could say, well, she makes a lot of jokes. Yeah, she makes a lot of jokes, granted. But a lot of her jokes turn out to be like information, like real information that she has on people. So, you know, if you don't believe me, just go back <laughs> and just watch the show. Because I'm saying, like, she's done it with even ter Teresa, like, when um, she was trying to find information from Teresa, if ter uh, from Melissa, excuse me, uh, to see if the Teresa was dating anyone at the time. Teresa was not telling. Melissa obviously knew, and Joe Gorga knew. But I have to say that on camera, Melissa was really good at not talking about it she was just like no she's not seeing anyone like i'm sure she dates but there's no one special and the person who ended up spilling the bean was um joe gorga joe gorga he spilled the beans to the men uh, after golfing and he said that Teresa was in love so then um when the women got invited to um the party at the real estate real estate broker michelle michelle's house that's when Margaret kind of said to the women, Teresa's in love. She released that information fully know, like she knew that Teresa did not want that out. And Teresa happened to be walking by at that point. And she said, what did you say? And she's like, oh, I said that you're in love and your brother said it. So she completely threw Joe Gorga under the bus for her own doing like you know for her own enjoyment i would say so um if you notice the little face that she makes too like <laughs> it's really funny so she did that and then again what she did to jennifer that first season i know granted they were going back and forth and jennifer was kind of being like a little judgmental towards marge as to how she met her husband joe benigno and she was being like a little bit judgmental about it because you know it involved cheating and then eventually margaret kind of said yeah you don't care about where your husband sleeps whether it's in your bed or in the pool house or you know his mistress house or apartment or something like that and then that's when jen said you better fuck you better stop with that you know like you better shut the fuck up <laughs> that's when jen said that and then margaret apologized and the women were just like wow that's a very strong accusation um you know is there any validity to it and then margaret was like no i'm sorry i just said it to hurt you i know nothing about your marriage fast forward to last season margaret in her confessional admits to the producer that it's not like i didn't allege to this before right she said i kind of alleged to this before and then 
they show that particular clip of uh, previous seasons where Margaret basically spilled the bean to Jennifer and the woman about Jennifer's marriage, right? So I do not believe that when Margaret says something that it's ever by accident, okay? This woman is very smart, although I do not know her, but you can see she's smart and she's very, very sly. So I don't know. When Margaret made that little joke at uh, the keg party, I always had a feeling that that was true, right? And if you're wondering what joke, um, you can go back and watch the episode, but it, it involves Joe Gorga. So Melissa kind of gets involved and then the women are just like, what, what, what's going on? And then Dolores denies it. And you can clearly see on Margaret's face that she clearly enjoys it. And um, I don't know, I just felt it was one of those moments where, you know, the person who is um, the puppeteer or the master manipulator is uh, reminding you who's in charge. <laughs> you know, um, I've said many times before, nothing against any of the women. I do not necessarily want Margaret off the show. I think she's good TV, but you know, as far as her personality goes, uh, she's just she's just not my people. You know, she she's just not one of the characters that I um, associate with or that I relate to. I should say because of that. So people might ask me, well, you know, Stella. Okay, let's say it's true. What would be the big deal, right? What would be the big deal if something happened between them, you know, at some point in time, um, especially if, if it doesn't involve any cheating, if it was before um, they were ever with anyone, right? And I would say, you're right. What is the big deal? There is no big deal. <laughs> There's no big deal, you know, and that is just my own opinion. I'm just saying. When you don't come out and say what it is, then people start thinking what it could be. And it could be anything, right? Um, but I'm just going to go to, I'm just going to say this. I don't think it would be a big deal if that happened. And I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'm going to say I don't think the big deal would be if that is true, right? If what Margaret said about Dolores and Joe was true. So hypothetically, let's say that rumor was true. It wouldn't be a big deal if it happened before Joe was with Melissa and before Dolores was with Frank. It wouldn't be a big, a big deal. The only thing I'm going to say is um, what could make it a big deal, though, is when. And by when, I just mean like when. Yeah, when? What could make it something that you wouldn't want to talk about it? And I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, your your guess is as good as mine. That's all I'm going to say when it comes to that situation. Just to conclude on the whole topic of, you know, Joe Gorga and Dolores and the rumors that um, Margaret brought up, like on the show a couple seasons ago, um, there was a viewer and obviously you cannot believe everything that you read online. Everything has to be taken with a grain of salt, but 
I found that comment was a little bit interesting because um, the the guy went to um, a show like you know Joe Gorga does some uh, comedy and stuff so apparently that was um, I think it was in 2022 so Joe had um, a, co a comedy tour in Nashville and uh you know basically the person online um trashes the show and says that he wasn't funny at all that the jokes were not landing and that he basically just kind of like covered two things for like an insane amount of time and that it was really really embarrassing to even watch right so anyways um <laughs> the the guy actually said that he couldn't believe that his wife paid fifty dollars for the ticket to go and see Joe Gorga but nevertheless he watched the show and it wasn't very good or funny according to um the 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 person who wrote that review but uh, he said that the only thing that was interesting was that at the end of that show in Nashville, Joe Gorga did a, a Q&A. Um, so basically he was asking uh, and answer, people were asking him questions and he was answering. And one of the questions had to do with uh, Dolores. So basically what Margaret said about Dolores, Joe, apparently according to the person um, who wrote that review, said that Joe actually confirmed on stage that those rumors were true. So I don't know. I haven't seen um, I haven't seen Joe um, Joe's comedy skit. I haven't seen the show in Nashville. Uh, I can't find it online, right? Because I always like to verify if what the person is saying is true. But I know he has like um, you know, you can go on, um, I don't know what it's called, if it's uh, Joe Gorga, anyways, like a particular website where you can purchase um, his comedy show for like a certain fee. I think it's like 20 or $25 American, but uh, I just haven't brought myself to pay for it because I just watch a few clips here and there on YouTube and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, well, it's just going to be about housewives. It's probably not going to be anything that interesting <laughs> and nothing against Joe Gorga. Okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say anything wrong here. I'm just saying that, you know, being a stand up comedian is a very difficult job so you know all the power to him if he wants to try that um, from what I've heard and seen online it doesn't seem like it's very good but hey if it's a dream of his and he's uh, he's uh, living it right now all the power to him but I just thought I would bring this to your attention because um, if anyone has gone to that show in Nashville and has seen um, what this particular reviewer said about Joe Gorga, like, please send it to me at relatable underscore Stella on IG because I would be very interested in seeing this. And I guess I have another question for Dolores. Um, doesn't necessarily have to do with the show, but this is a statement that she made herself. I always was curious about that. Um, I, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, the book, I'm pretty sure you heard about it, uh, Not All Diamonds and Roses um, by David Quinn. So anyways, there's a little bit of a segment uh, where Dolores talks about, um, I think it was, which season was it? 
was it season three? I think it, it might have been season three. Um, it's the season where they all go to Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. And this, this is sort of a fun fact because I did not know this uh, prior to reading the book. But apparently, if you remember, um, Greg, Greg Bennett, is the one that actually goes to Punta Cana with the crew, right? Greg Bennett, who was a friend of Albie, Lauren, and uh, Christopher Menzo. So he ends up showing up on the trip in Punta Cana. But apparently, Dolores was supposed to be the one to go on uh, that trip. Dolores at the time was not a housewife. Uh, she was just a friend of, like, not even like... Um, an actual for formal title of a friend of. She was just kind of like seen on the show. And uh, she was supposed to go on that trip. And one thing that I find very interesting is that in the book, Dolores says, I was supposed to go to Punta Cana, to Dominican Republic, because I know everybody there. Like I know, and that's kind of like, I'm not reading it, um, I'm not quoting her, but just to give you an idea, she basically says that she knows very high up people in Dominican Republic. Like, I'm not sure if it's uh, um, the, the president or if it's some sort of general, but she, she said in the book that she knows um, you know, very important and influent people of the Dominican Republic and that she had all things set up um, for the crew to go and do while they were there. So I thought that was quite interesting. I just always wondered how did Dolores come to know, um, you know, the higher powers of Dominican Republic. I find that interesting. So if anyone knows anything about that, uh, I would be really interested in finding out because um, I don't know. Those are just some some things that I find interesting because we don't know much about Dolores. So I would like to know how she got to know some political figures of Dominican Republic. So now on to the show, the show, the show, the show, the show. <laughs> so. One thing that I have to talk about, because a huge bomb was dropped um, a few days ago, it's all over the internet, and it has to do with Joe Gorga contacting um, the IRS on his sister several years ago, or on Joe Judai several years ago. So that's a pretty big accusation and um, I'm not going to say if I know for a fact that it's true or not but this is something that has been written in the blogs for years and just brought back to light recently so I'm just going to say this um, I would I have some questions when it comes to all of that right because apparently Kim D would have said to Teresa like a few years ago that Joe did that that Joe Gorga that her brother called the IRS on Joe Judice and apparently she would have said this to Joe as well Joe believed her and they were trying to tell Teresa but Teresa didn't necessarily want to believe it at that time I'm just curious to know when did that like when did Teresa come to know this information exactly because Kim D hasn't been on the show since what was it season seven or season eight I think it was seven, season eight actually when um, Danielle comes back on the show and all of that so anyways 
I'm just curious as to when Teresa has known this information about her brother. I'm not saying that it's true. I don't have any proof. Um, what was said that what was that Joe basically took the phone in his office and called the IRS on Joe Judice. So I've talked about this quite extensively in my other episodes. Um, when I'm talking about Monica Chacon and, you know, like her coming to the Christmas party and just like, you know, they have like this little rehearsed thing between her and Melissa and Joe. And they're all like, we don't know each other, right? Like we've never met each other, right? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, we've never met each other. And yeah, anyways, like, you know, if you read things online, you could see that, you know, she her name appears on a lot of like deals and documents and properties and you know the last i check usually when you're signing on on a deed you need to see a lawyer and it's not necessarily something that can be done virtually they need to verify uh, identification and they need to match that the person who is signing on the deed is actually the person in the pictures or on their identification so that's how it works so um, I'm not saying that they have a friendship, but for sure they had met before um, the Christmas party in season three. So anyways, um, if you guys are familiar with that drama, because we're just going back uh, down the Bravo vault here. Um, Monica Chacon was um, the ex, like Joe Judice ex-partner's lawyer's wife i believe so anyways she had she had it for teresa and a lot of people were i guess feeding her information on the side it wasn't necessarily done on the show while they were taping but there was a lot going on behind the scenes so anyways uh if you guys remember at some point teresa um kind of snaps well we don't see her snap on her but she has like a court uh hearing and then she sees uh, monica in the hallway and then she basically checks her and tells her you need to mind your business and you need to keep information confidential because as you know if you're a lawyer there's certain things that you're not supposed to talk about and apparently that monica uh Chacon person was going around town and you know getting information on the judices and also spreading information about them and if you even see at the posh fashion show in season three when melissa and, and um teresa are walking in the show um there's a little clip of kim g and monica basically introducing themselves to Melissa right and say oh you know I'm Monica I'm suing your sister-in-law basically that's what she says right which you know just sounds a little thirsty because <laughs> usually that's not how you would introduce yourself you just say my name is Monica right like I don't know that that seemed a little odd but anyways uh, when it comes to that whole situation um, they dropped a bomb after or at the event like the event that they had last um last week for their fans and they answered a whole bunch of questions and they talked about that and um yeah they just basically confirmed that this is something that they they know was done and i just want to say my head is spinning from all of this because that is if it's true that is really really dirty 
really, really messed up. That's fucked up, actually. You know, and I just want to know when Teresa became aware of this. Because if she has had that information that basically her brother sold her out, um, like I understand that he wasn't necessarily trying to sell her out. He was like trying to come back at her uh, ex-husband, Joe, but that was her husband at the time. And I don't see how you think you're going to hurt one person and not hurt the other. Right. So. Anyways, that would be like a very crummy thing to do to your own sister and to your nieces. And uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if this will be uh, discussed at the reunion. There's a lot of allegations that, you know, Teresa kind of looks at her brother at the reunion and says to him in Italian, you broke my heart, you broke my heart. So I don't know how this will play out, but I just have to say that they have talked about this on the show before uh the last season where jacqueline was on the show actually Teresa said um the season before that she said that she had she 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 thought that caroline was the one who basically um influenced her case or gave information about her case and then Caroline uh, did a podcast with her son. You know her son, Albie? He has a podcast called Dear Albie. And uh, they talked about that quite extensively at some point in time. And Caroline was just really mad because, you know, in that life, as Danielle says, or Melissa, like, you know, you can't call people a rat, right? It's a big big deal in New Jersey. (laughs) And that would be an instance where the rat word would be fitting because, you know, it involves someone giving information for less time or just no time at all. So I can understand why Caroline wouldn't want to be associated with that. But um, what I want to say is I listened to that podcast a long time ago. And I remember that Caroline said something quite interesting because basically um, Teresa said Caroline you know, was basically influencing her case or had something to do with her legal case. That was like a major bomb at the reunion. Dolores, her mouth was like, oh, everybody was like, oh, like, you know, like, no, no, I don't think Caroline would do that. Like something like that. Right. So anyways, um, okay. So I'm, I'm just going to back it up a little bit. So after Teresa made that accusation, um, or that statement, I should say, you know, um, Joe Judice got released from ICE. Okay. And then Joe Judice did an interview on Watch What Happens Live with Teresa and with Andy Cowan, Andy Cohen. And then, you know, Teresa was supposed to go and meet Joe in Italy. It was the first time she would see him after he got released from ICE. So basically, um, Andy kind of talked about this and said, okay, you know, you kind of made like a, uh, you, like a major accusation on Caroline and said that you, you felt she had something to do with your case. And then Teresa was like, yeah, this is just something like, this is just a gut feeling. This is like, I, I know she was kind of like involved. And then you could see Joe Judice freshly released from ICE speaking um, through like Zoom or satellite, whatever. And he basically says, like, he's in Italy at that point, and he says, Teresa, Teresa, it's not Caroline. 
I know who gave the info to the IRS and it's not Caroline. I always thought that that was interesting because of the way he said it, right? So I was just like, oh, okay, like, all right. But, you know, they just leave it at that and we don't really hear much about that afterwards. So fast forward to, you know, basically Teresa, like du- like she, she doubled down in that interview with Andy um, that she felt that Caroline had something to do with it. So then Caroline and her son did a podcast together and Caroline was really upset and she was talking about it and she was just like, listen, um, we need to talk about you thinking that I have something to do with your case, right? So then eventually, um, I think Caroline and her son did another podcast uh, on their their Albi. And then Albi said that he had reached out to Joe Judice on social media. I think he follows him on Instagram and kind of says, you know, Joe, I hope you're well. I miss you. Because, you know, if you remember, they used to all kind of get along and be friends. And even the boys, they used to go and have steak and drinks at uh, Joe Judice without the women. So, um they always seem like they had a pretty cool relationship. So anyways, uh, Albie was just saying, you know, I feel for him. I haven't seen him in a long time. And I just wanted to let him know that, you know, I hope we're cool and that I'm thinking of him and I hope he's okay. And then he responded back to me and he was happy to hear from me. And um, Albie confirmed that Joe Judice, like he confirmed during um, his interview or his podcast with his mom that Joe Judice does not seem to think that Caroline had anything to do with his legal case or him going to prison or like he doesn't see the Menzo as that that's what Albie said on his podcast and you know Caroline she seemed to be quite happy about it and she was like oh you know I like Joe like you know he was always cool yada 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 and then she says I just want to reset and stop saying that it's us. It's not us. We know who it is, but we would never tell. It's not our place to say that. Again, (laughs) something just kind of went through my mind and I was just like, oh my God, like, what are they talking about? Like, you know, you get one of those moments sometimes like where you feel like, I hope it's not like somebody close to them because that would be pretty yucky right so anyways um that was also alleged again at another reunion with Jacqueline and then at that point Teresa said to Jacqueline you know you had something to do with my case you were dabbling in it like yada 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 another shocker and then Andy's like hold on a second are you accusing Jacqueline for you know being the informant in your case or something like that and she's like she was dabbling in it she was dabbling in it in my gut I feel it that's a feeling that I got okay so then Chris Lorita comes on and he talks about it too and he says listen I know why you think that we have something to do with this but we don't and all we did is talk to the ex-partner and we try to kind of just like come up with a deal between Joe and the ex-partner Joe said you know he can screw the deal or something like that went back to the ex-partner told him what joe said and then we were not we were no longer involved right so that's basically what chris lorita explained at the reunion which which seems to kind of check with what um 
was said last week at the event, right? It seems like uh, after Chris talked to the ex-partner, the ex-partner went to Joe Gorga's office and then Joe picked up the phone and made a call and I don't know. So that's what's out there. So it seems very dark. And if it's true, I'm going to say that if it's true, I don't understand why Teresa would have not said this sooner right because we've been trying to figure out like for years what could it be like what is it with your brother that makes you not want to make up with him right we've been guessing we've been thinking okay maybe it's the wife maybe it's and i'm sure things you know like a lot of things play into it but selling you to the irs yeah <laughs> that would be pretty major <laughs> i don't know it's um uh, you know when when joe is at the shore house and he um calls joe judice all the names in the book and say he put you in jail you know he put my mother in a grave you know he's a pos you know i can't respect the guy and then he just bangs on the table and turns really red in the face right it makes you wonder Ooh. You know, is it true or because if it's true, it's like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Are, are, are these people like really good actors or I don't know. It's a little sociopathic, too sociopathic for me. You know, like that would be a very good reason to not want to talk to somebody. But I'm still going to give the benefit of the doubt because there's no way for me to prove any of that. It's just alleged. So I'm just, you know, repeating what has already been said and what's already out there. So the only question that I have for Teresa is, when did you come to know about this? And if you knew this for quite some time, why would you want to do business with your brother? You know, like, I, I don't really understand why you would want to go into like, you know, the restaurant business with him, you know, how they try to open that little pizzeria and then it didn't work out. And then they try to do the pizza deal, right? The pizza oven deal. So I don't know. I'm just thinking like, is it something that someone just said to her recently or did she know about this for quite some time? Because according to what has been said is, um, you know, if you're looking at the timeline when Teresa was still friends with Kim D, um, they haven't been friends for a long time now. So I don't know when she became aware of that. But anyways, that would be pretty interesting to find that out. Some of you have, have asked me um, what was my personal opinion as to if Joe Gorga and Melissa will be back next season? Um, my opinion on that may differ from what other people have been saying as well. And I'm not saying that I know the truth. That's just my opinion. I think um, the Gorga will be returning um, next season. I think especially after such an explosive reunion, I think there's still opportunities to explore um, more storylines with Teresa and um, you know especially after the bombshell of uh, that was dropped last uh, last week about the IRS so I don't know I think the Gorgas uh, in my opinion personal opinion are coming back next season and who who knows they might be you know there might be a change of heart between 
the relationship between the, the Gorgas and Margaret. I don't know if um, they're going to go as strong for her next season. That's another possibility, um, another storyline. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I don't see them being off the show yet. I think that they will be back next season. Uh, some people might say they don't have a storyline without Teresa. I agree that their storyline has been Teresa for the past 10 years or 10 season, I should say. And uh, it's the same thing for Teresa. You know, like we have seen her, like she said before, like she did so much on the show. She gave birth. She got married. You know, she went to prison. Um, she uh, got divorced. She faced deport deportation. Um, you know, she fought with her family on the show. She lost her parents. So obviously, Teresa has given us a lot over the years. But I have a feeling that this story um, between the Gorgas and Teresa uh, is not over yet. So, and you know, if you really think about it, if the Gorga the, if the Gorgas are gone next season, um, it doesn't really leave us with much, you know. Yeah, I guess people can start fighting with Margaret, but you know, although Margaret is a, a good character on the show, um, like in the sense that she is good TV, I'm just saying that I don't see them being able to carry a show for like 15, 16 episodes just on the fall of the March, right? there needs to be other characters so i don't know if danielle and and rachel like rachel is you know in margaret's camp and danielle is in Teresa's camp so and dolores is kind of like in the middle so if joe and melissa are not on the show next season so basically it's going to be the ladies having to fight with margaret or if no one is willing to fight with margaret because she knows too much then that leaves only another person um to exploit and that person would be dolores so i think <laughs> i think that the gorgas will be staying on in my opinion and um another thing is i find that Teresa has given us so much over the years um, you know, with her legal issues and, you know, obviously the iconic table flip and she has given us like great television, like over the years. But at this point, I find that, you know, Teresa is more on the sidelines, um, this season. She is not... <laughs> She's not like the Teresa of previous years. Yeah, once in a while she gets mad and, you know, she gets into a little bit of a confrontation with somebody, but she's not at the core of it all, I find anymore. I find that what makes her interesting this season is not herself, but really, it's not really her. Um, it's kind of Louis, you know? Louis is at this point, like I think the reason why a lot of people are tuning in, um, whether they like him or not, we cannot deny that he is interesting to watch because you never really know what's going to come out of his mouth. You don't really know how he's going to play, um, you know, the situation between Teresa and her family and her friends and things like that. So at this point, if the Gorgas are gone, I feel like they're going to have to kind of dive a little deeper into Louis. And I'm not sure if they actually want Louis to be the focus next season um, because you know it's uh, there's a lot of stuff that is coming out about the reunion and uh, you know and even Andy being frustrated with um, 
with uh, Teresa and I guess he kind of apologized at some point to her uh, that came out on of uh, Andy's mouth he said that you know he was very frustrated at the reunion with Teresa and then at some point he kind of just blew up and I guess he apologized later on so I don't know you know there seems to be a lot of toxic elements um, to the show and uh, so I don't know if they necessarily want him to be the focal point next season so I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that uh, without the Gorgas being there um, you know if he if he's not given like as much a, of a front seat on the show uh, that person being Louis so that's all I'm going to say when it comes to this um, just when it comes to Dina um, you know, I think they talk about Dina a little bit at the reunion. We already covered Dina a few episodes ago. I gave my opinion on that. Turns out that um, I'm just going to make a slight correction. Apparently, there's no business deals um, between Dave and um, and uh, Louis. There was never a business deal. Um, that was not true. Uh, it's a different situation. Uh, I guess they want to be left alone and they don't want people to talk about it, but I'm not really going to say uh, the other stuff that I heard because it's all alleged. So at this point, you know, they're not really on the show. So there's no reason to continue to talk about them unless they want us to really know what the information is. I guess at some point in time, if they want to, they'll talk about it. But for now, the case is close on uh, is closed on uh, Dina Kenton and Dave. So um Another thing that I want to kind of talk about, there's been like <laughs> uh, the internet. You got to love the internet. There's been a lot of stuff going on online. So, um, you know, the housewives, they have a podcast, all of them, like Melissa does, Teresa does, and uh, Tamara and Teddy have a podcast. So, over the past few weeks, I guess Teresa came out and said, um, I think she was on Up and Adam and kind of just gave her opinion as to what her own podcast was about. And she said that she's all about empowering women and she doesn't necessarily feel like that's what Tamara and Teddy are doing on two T's in a pod. And she called them shit stirrers. And, <laughs> and then Adam, he was kind of just like, okay, well, you said it. I didn't say it. You know, that's your opinion. And um, the poor guy has been, you know, getting some flack from people because the last time Margaret was on his show and called um, other con content creators or YouTubers like low leveled or something like that. So it's not his fault. Um, that's not his you know particular opinion uh they're the ones saying this but anyways um Teresa basically said on his show that Tamara and Teddy um were kind of just starting stuff and just being like shitsters so not the nicest thing to say but not the worst either right um Tamara was on the real housewives of Orange, or Orange County for some time and I'm sure people have called her a shit story before. <laughs> she's uh, quite good at it when she's on the show. So, you know, there's worse insults to be called. So 
Anyways, um, Teresa gave a few interviews and even on her own podcast, I think she kind of doubled down on that and said that, yes, they are shitsters. So now Tamara had enough and she basically decided that she would um, take the opportunity to address um, Teresa's comments on her own podcast with Teddy and, and decided to say that Teresa... Well, she basically insulted Teresa and called her not so smart and kind of made fun of her forehead um, or her old forehead. Like, I don't know, like, I think she may have changed that a little bit, which is fine. But uh, she kind of said like something about her forehead and something about um, her not being that smart. And um, she insulted her because, you know, she called her a jailbird or something like that. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> you know, not, not nice. It's definitely not nice at all. Um, I feel like Teresa just said, her opinion she just said that you know Tamara was a shit stirrer Tamara may have not liked it but I, I think she should have come back to Teresa like in the same way it's almost like Teresa brought a knife and then Tamara brought a gun at the fight you know she brought a gun at a knife fight basically so you know um it all goes back to what I was saying earlier like it doesn't always feel like the internet is safe anymore and people will just say the most vile and disgusting stuff about you online when they're mad and at the end of the day Tamara may have not appreciated that Teresa was constantly making comments about her and saying that you know she is a shit stirrer and I think it was justified for Tamara to um, give a response to that but it's just the way that she chose to do it that was a little bit um, too much in my opinion you know she didn't have to go into insulting her on looks and on her um, you know level of intelligence and also refer to the fact that she has done a stunt in jail at some point so you know, Tamara, you could have just said, listen, I don't appreciate that, Teresa. Like, I cover, like, things about the housewives and I talk about stuff on my podcast just like you do. And, you know, maybe, you you, you know, you can just, like, shut it, quit it, grow up, whatever. But it was not necessary, necessary um, all of the other insults, in my opinion. But um, another thing that I'm going to say is that Tamara alludes to... Um, having kept a secret for Teresa for the past 15 years and then again you know it's another thing like if you don't want me to talk about like if, don't poke the bear because you know I can release that information at any time and it sounds quite threatening and uh, now it has the the internet wondering um, what it could be right including myself so but um, one thing that I do remember is that several, several years ago, there was, um, I think it was, I can't remember which season it was, but, you know, Jacqueline and Chris Loretta were still on the show. And um, I think it was um, the night where Joe Gorga kind of, uh, I'm sorry, not Joe Gorga, Joe Judice hit a tree. 
And then he said that, you know, he kind of crashed into a tree, like he yawned. And then after that, he was so shaken up and he went to uh, his friend's house across the street. And then because he was visibly shaken up, his friend gave him a couple shots uh, to calm him down. And then the cops came and then, you know, they gave him a DUI, blah, 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 because, you know, he was... Um, drinking right after those two shots of like alcohol or whatever so I remember during that episode Jacqueline kind of said something like yeah you were not even drinking that night you were not even drinking that night so I don't know later on Teresa talked about this and uh, she said that you know something happened at a dinner um, Tamara Jacqueline and Teresa and their men were having dinner somewhere and then I guess Teresa said something to Tamara not to repeat and Teresa said this like she gave an interview about this like several years ago and I think it has resurfaced online so I'm pretty sure if you go on Twitter you can see what I'm talking about but she basically says that she said something to Tamara and then Tamara repeated it and uh, you know Teresa kind of just figured out at that point that Tamara was not to be trusted that's what she said back then and um, I think they kind of talk about this more on um on uh, Tamara and Teddy's podcast because Teresa ended up going and doing a podcast with them earlier this year and they talk about the dinner and all of that stuff right that they went on uh, like had dinner together with Jacqueline and Joe and all of that stuff and I'm not quite sure what happened there but then Tamara in her threat she says you know we were all having fun we were all lit right <laughs> and then you know don't don't push me if you don't want that information out so I don't know I'm just guessing it may have to do with that um, even if it did come out at this point who cares um, if it involves Joe Judice he's not even in the country anymore so I'm not sure how that's gonna hurt Teresa in any ways but I think Bravo needs to let them know like some of the housewives know like can you stop threatening each other like this is just not like the right thing to do it's becoming a little bit too dark and um it's feeding like a lot of fans are feeding into it and like a lot of accounts and it's just like you know it takes a lot of time to put content out there whether you decide to follow this channel this podcast or somebody else you don't have to agree with what they're saying but let's just not try to make the situation worse for every single person out there it's like Tamara you want to talk about Teresa do it but there's really no needs for threats and vice versa so that's all I wanted to say thank you so much for listening Thank you for tuning in every week and as always, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao! Hi my relatable listeners, if you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at housewivesrelatable or on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella.